Hey everybody, welcome back to A Bald Move Prestige Film. This time we're talking about 1993's Searching for Bobby Fischer, which is a very small film, very small budget, didn't make a lot of money back in the day, uh, didn't, didn't win many awards, but Jim and I have an affection for it. Um, I don't know why. We're going to explore that here. But I know why we are wanting to see it, because we had just recently kind of marathoned The Queen's Gambit, and it got me thinking about chess films that I've liked before. This was the big one that stuck out in my mind. I'm like, I wonder if this is as good as I remember it. I watched it again, and I thought this thing held up like a champ. I think this is a very entertaining film. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a really good young cast. Um, it's got it's got a, a Larry, Larry Fish, mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne in his prime as a streetwise, possibly homeless chess speed chess hustler. Um, it's got, uh, Ben Kingsley as kind of, uh, mm, uh, an emotionally abused Obi-Wan Kenobi that's trying to teach a Luke Skywalker the ways of the force, but he's really gripped up and kind of mean about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, he's probably the character I have the most questions about. Is Joe Mantegna, I think is he, I've seen him in Godfather three and, and here and there he plays the dad. Uh, Joan Allen is really good as as this kid's mom that kind of tries to to keep his purity and his innocence and his, his good, his, his wholesomeness, his goodness, his good heart, through the cutthroat, his good throat through the cutthroat world of uh, competitive chess, especially youth oriented competitive chess. Uh, this movie again, is night came out in 1993 is written and directed by Steve Zalian, which I hadn't, didn't, didn't have a huge Q factor. Uh, I, I didn't, that, that name didn't just pop off when I was thinking about it, but this guy's pretty prolific. He wrote, uh, Awakening, Schindler's List, Mission Impossible, uh, wrote and directed the recent HBO miniseries from a few years back, The Night Of, which I remember really liking until I didn't. Um, also wrote uh, the American uh, American Gangster, Denzel right. uh, Washington gangster film that I really liked. The Irishman co-wrote Moneyball with Sorkin. This guy's written a lot of stuff in 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 Hollywood, and I think he did a bang up job adapting Searching for Bobby Fischer. The father of a prodigy observes the world of chess by Fred Waitskin, who is the father of Josh Waitskin. This is all based on a real life story. They've lightly fictionalized some things, uh, some hilarious things that I'm going to talk to you about uh, or talk about in the, towards the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a good 10, 15 years since I've seen this movie. Again, I thought it held up like a champ. What about you, Jim? What do you think of this movie? Yeah, uh, I thought so, too. And it, I, I didn't. I didn't really know what I would think of it because this movie isn't like super exciting. Um, it's, it's got much like Josh himself. It's got this heart at the center of it, um, which really could be applied to just about anything. It doesn't need to necessarily be a chess movie. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here about like baseball and the pressure that parents put on young, young men in particular to like, live up to their expectations and earn their love and things like that, which uh, really resonate throughout the entire film with Josh and his chess stuff too. And so you can see that they're, you know, applying it to a larger kind of, you know, a larger world than just the chess world because the chess world is pretty small. Uh, And yeah, I, I, I thought it held up really well. I learned a lot of stuff from it or it took away a lot of stuff from it that I didn't take away. 20 years ago when I saw this movie for the first time because uh, I was approaching it as like oh this is a chess movie it's going to be cool chess stuff right I'm going to I'm going to see the 
the kid beat the bully and on the chessboard and I'm going to cheer. I didn't find myself so much cheering this time about the win as like Josh maintaining his, his wholesomeness, his innocence throughout this whole process. Uh, those yeah. are the kinds of things I took away this time as an almost 40 year old adult. Yeah, they make a really good point. And I think there's, I really appreciated how smart this thing felt as far as approaching it from like, these felt like real parents and real kids yeah. down to throwaway lines. Like when he's wanting to take Josh, he's like, Hey, let's do this. And then I'll take you to, uh, I don't know the, 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 the I guess I got a ritual. Like they go to the car place and get brochures for cars, but he's like, yo, grab your coat and go pee. Like that's mm-hmm. every, every parent of a six or seven year old. That's part of the ritual. Cause if you don't, <laughs> Tell them they'll go outside without a coat and sure enough, five minutes down the line, they need to stop and pee. Yeah. Like I, like I really appreciated that now that I'm a dad, like, like seeing all that kind of stuff. Um, but I also really, I remember liking it back in the day because I'd seen a lot of sports movies. It's always screaming and yelling and persevering yeah. and toughening and like eliminating the weakness and all that kind of stuff. And there's a line in this movie where I think it's Joan Allen, his mom, says you know you're mistaking his decency for weakness and if you try to beat out this thing that you think is weakness is decency i'll fucking i don't know eat your balls or something i forget yeah. exactly what I'll, threat I'll, is i'll take i'll take him i'll leave i'll take yeah. him yeah because i'll protect him from from that right. um and the fact that like w- is winning everything you know is humiliating yeah. your opponent everything uh, I, I this is the first movie I ever saw that showed that like you know maybe um it's it, it being well balanced is is a thing to be uh, appreciated too like you you shouldn't be too extreme in one to the other I don't know I like I said I've seen a lot of sports movies I read a lot of sports bio biographies it seems like you can definitely make a lot of hay with a more uh tough approach but also there's a lot of I mean I. my core fandom of being a Colts fan was during like the Tony Dungy area. And he was famous for being kind of like more fatherly with his parents, his players and not screaming and yelling and being abusive and being more mild. And he fucking won, had a lot of success, won a Super Bowl, uh, got the two others. Um, so clearly you don't have to be a raving lunatic. Like the, you know, I grew up in Indiana during the heyday of Bobby Knight and everybody worshiped him and he was a massive asshole. He's the total opposite. um, but kind of seeing, I, I don't know, I, I thought this was, it's just, it's just a really great, quiet film about what it means, what, what, what is everything in life? Is it, mm-hmm. is it crushing your enemies and driving them before the, or is it leading a well-balanced life with, with good friends, good family? And uh, clearly this film puts its thumb on the scale towards the latter. But I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I do too. It's uh, got like... Is this a, this is a, I think this is a good little kid performance and it helps that Josh is a very quiet, introspective kid. So like mostly like he's he's seen like, hmm. you know, we talked about like Beth Harmon, you know, played by Anya Joy Taylor. She's always like a praying mantis behind the board with her like, you know, hands up composed on uh, her head composed on her hands and her big giant eyes. You got a very similar effect here, except for Josh is like you only see him from his nose up above the chessboard because he's such a little kid. Mm-hmm. But he's got these big eyes and, you know, very soulful. Reminds me a lot of kind of like some other younger actors like um, Eli- like he's this guy reminds me very, very much of young Elijah Woods. OK, I, I find this kid to be inscrutable. Like I like Beth Harmon. <laughs> 
yeah but in a weird way like i can't tell if he's happy in any given moment if he's sad it's it's not that he's putting no expression into his face he's putting all mm. the expressions at the same time <laughs> mm. and one of them is happy one of them is sad one of them is i need to shit my pants right now and i can't tell which is which in any given moment so it's hard to read him and i have to more read the movie i didn't think it was a bad performance from the kid i, I think like this is very kid-like it, it's just you got to adjust to it i think well, the other thing I think it's uh, you're picking up on that I thought was pretty good is you're seeing Josh filtered through his expectations for these like male authority figures. Yeah. Like there's a couple times where he's inscrutable because I think that he's not sure how like being uh, uh, Ben Kingsley wants him to react or mm-hmm. he's not sure what his father is saying because his father talks out of both sides of his mouth for a lot of this movie. And, you know, Ben Kingsley, too, like they set up this like where you think he's going to be this grandfatherly, you know, like uh, older uncle kind of like a good parental figure to kind of counteract a little bit of the intensity of his father. And then they they pull the rug out from underneath you in that. And and the shows that like, you know, this guy can be pretty diabolical, too. But then they also pull the you you, you think you got uh, these characters pegged a certain way. And then you find out, oh, they've got some shit that they're working through. Um, yeah that's one of the things i like about this movie is how those dynamics are constantly shifting right you start yeah. out with the the ben kingsley who wants to come in and coach josh and is is not even getting to chess right you think he's building this relationship with josh and he's doing things the right way even though the father doesn't see like how this is benefiting him and he's paying money for nothing essentially and then over the course of it it shifts to where the father is pushing the kid more and more and the coach is not necessarily doing that until then the father has, you know, the, the mother comes in and says, look, if you crush this kid's spirit, I'm going to crush your balls. And he turns around, the father does and starts like letting him play in the park, doing things. And then Ben Kingsley as the coach starts getting pissed off. Right. And that dynamic between all of these different forces in Josh's life are changing constantly. And it does make it hard for both the kid to navigate it and me for uh, reading this kid. So I, don't know, I like that stuff. And then he's got other influences. Those aren't the only two, right? Yeah. I also think that there's a really good score by James Horner that kind of underlifts, uh, undercuts mm-hmm. all this stuff. It makes the chess seem like the time. Oh man. It makes chess seem so badass. Like when uh, it's like, like Josh has a meat cute early in uh, where he chases a ball that was hit into the bushes in his birthday party. And on the other side of his bushes is this big, you know, chess park that they have in these large cities. I've never seen one myself, but I, I, I hear they're well attested to where they just have like, you know, all these permanent board fixtures and guys are playing backgammon and, and chess and they're hustling for money. And, you know, they, they have this like almost Apollo 13 type music when he's hmm. sees his first piece and sees mm-hmm. the guys moving the pieces and dominating each other and talking trash. He's instantly, I feel like drawn to the competitive part of it. Right. Um. Yeah, he's, and he's like just by inst- it. instantly fascinated. Like I think there's this great scene where he goes home and he doesn't have a chessboard, so he builds one out of his. What do they call that stuff? Playmobile. Like he's Probably, got like a like a like a castle set, and he's got all of his knights lined up, and a king and a queen, and he's like you know going through. He he he's 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 getting it at like this instinctive and intuitive level. Um, that to, to the a lot of these I, the, it seems like it's well attested. That's how these prodigies, like you know, like guy like Bobby Fischer, for example, just kind of takes 
something something snaps inside of him and it just makes sense. Yeah. And his parents are like confused in that moment because they don't even know how he learned to play chess. Like he's mm-hmm. what he played a game of chess in the park against these guys. He doesn't play chess. Well, yeah. somehow he's he's learned it. Has he checked out a book from the library at his school? Um, you know, he's probably not going online in 1990, whatever. Uh, so there's right. there's that. But yeah, it it does give you the the feeling of like this is a kid who caught onto something that intrigued him deeply. And you think about kids like how many kids don't have that experience, right? Like maybe they would. Maybe, you know, chess is your is your thing, but you just don't walk past a park where people are playing chess until you're 17 and you learn, oh, chess. Oh, chess is a thing. Nice. Uh, let me get into this. But then like maybe you're past your prime, you know, like Bobby Fisher's doing all these things that are the super young age. Right. I think 16, right. maybe he was the first grandmaster, the youngest grandmaster ever. So like if you don't if you don't have that that experience that like triggers that within you. It, it's kind of a shame, right? Because maybe that's mm-hmm. in you, but you just don't know it. Yeah, I mean, it goes to show, like, you know, there's a lot of value to, like, offering lots of opportunities to kids. You know, it's like, you know, why aren't there, why aren't yeah. Americans dominant soccer players? Is it because the Americans are just hopeless at soccer? Is it because, you know, we get, we get pushed into the foot, the American football, baseball, basketball pipeline instead of being South American, European kids that get pushed into the soccer pipeline um why were the Ch- russians dominant in chess and you know uh, historically because they just take it a lot more serious they put that yeah. they put their money and their attention to it so kids see it as a heroic thing to aspire to um and it makes it makes you feel bad for some of the other um kids in this movie who are being pushed into chess as like the only thing in their life like the the jonathan kid right. john poe uh in this movie you get the sense that Maybe he'd be a great baseball player, but he's never given the opportunity yeah. to to even discover that baseball might be his thing. And so he's the chess kid, right? It's funny because like this movie's premise and like the the hook, because it's essentially it's called Searching for Bobby Fisher. Um, it has nothing really to do with Bobby Fisher. There is some archival footage of real footage of Bobby Fisher as a child. And like mm-hmm. the, the the movie sets it up as this mystery is this guy was this dominant and he was this phenom. And he rose to the top, you know, dethroned the Russians like a real life Beth Harmon. And then he just vanishes like at the height. He just disappears, not just like retires, not lives a secluded life, but literally like vanished. Um, Now, about 10 years after this movie is made, Bobby Fischer kind of starts coming back. Uh, You know, he starts playing some online chess. He starts playing. Uh, the the movie the alludes to his first big surfacing where he goes back and plays his old rival Spassky. I mean, at this point, the world had moved on. Like, there's several other grand. Like, he was no longer considered the the best chess player in the world, but he could have been. Mm-hmm. Just he stopped playing chess. You know, his later in life, it seems like uh, yeah, I would suspect that Bobby Fischer's a little not neurotypical. Um, he got into conspiracy theories. He was a big. Uh, kind of anti-Semitic, anti-Zionist. Uh, I, I, I've seen a couple documentaries where, you know, he, he got at some pretty wild, wild stuff. And it, that's unfortunate. Um, he seems but to this have like movie, a volatile personality. This, this movie uses that as the hook of like, yeah. did Bobby Fisher run away from his life because he was overwhelmed with the intensity of the chess? You know, like to be that good, like, is that something that like drives you kind of insane or drives you away? And it invites you to make comparisons to Josh and how he could have turned out had 
his mom not been there to be like the God damn it. You're not going to do this to my child. And if the father had been like, you know, a willing to take a step or two over the brink of bad fatherhood. Um, if the Ben Kingsley character, Bruce, if he got his way to like, you know, some of his extreme training methods and his own anxieties and insecurities that he clearly projecting on Josh, if he'd beat them into that mold, you know, would he turn out to be like, like Bobby Fisher? Um, yeah, I think it's like I said, it's, it's effective. It's just, you know, Bobby Fisher came back and, and, and dispelled a lot of his own mystery before he died, um, to, to, to no real good in there. And it's a shame. Yeah. And a lot of this movie also, is pretty subtle in that in that stuff. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. explain. Yeah, it doesn't have like big dialogue scenes where people sit down and talk about Bruce's past trauma, right? And I, I still have questions around what happened to Bruce. Was he training a kid like John, training a kid like Josh, and and the kid lost, and and he pushed him too far and burnt him out? Was he that kid? Mm-hmm. You know, 40, 40, 50 years ago, whatever. Yeah. It, the movie doesn't have a lot of answers. It just shows you that there was some event that is analogous to what Josh is experiencing in this guy's life. And I think it works better for that because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to know that. I just need to know that the guy understands that what he's doing might not be healthy for Josh and it wasn't healthy for and, himself. And the movie shows that there's a little bit of hypocrisy there. Cause he sternly says, you can't go to, you, you can't play speed chess here and there and you can't do this. And you see him later in yeah. the movie, like when he's in a low point, he's at the, 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 the chess park hustling. Yeah. Um, so, I I thought that stuff was was really good. And um, oh, it's also funny. We're talking about the, the Mr. Bobby Fisher. I guess Bobby Fisher was super pissed about this movie. He felt like this was took advantage of his name and his likeness. And he saw no compensation for it. And he thought it was like a bull, like he kind of mildly uh, insulted at the comparison of this kid to him and was uh, kind of Alan Moore, the whole deal. That's what I but, mean. Follow uh, personality. He's of all, and you know, there's a little bit of merit to that. Like, yeah, maybe they should have reached out for whatever this or that, cut him a check. But, um, you know, he was hiding from the world, I guess. And he's really only, the movie is only using his name in the title. It's not like, yeah, this movie relies this on not a Bobby him Fisher at all. No biopic at all, no. not in any stretch of imagination. Um, do we want to? I, I, I kind of want to talk about, um, uh, I guess what I should for people that haven't seen it, which is the most most people, I should lay out the basics of this movie. This is the fictionalized account of Josh Waitskin, who was a real life chess prodigy and his father's relationship with him. Uh, we join it like a, it's 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 right in the middle, middle of things. It's Josh's seventh birthday. He uh, discovers chess played in the park and is instantly kind of obsessed with it. Why his father, you see, is. um he probably is big in sports as a child. He is a sports announcer at a, I think, a prominent baseball team. Like sports um, columnist, a, certainly. Yeah, yeah, that's what he is. He's a journal, sports a journalist. And and you can see, like, when he goes into the office, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be a sportsman like your dad. And he's giving him a glove. for the. It's like you can see that these are going to be worlds colliding. Um, but they find out that this kid has a very, um, you know, the parents, they this is not something they encourage. They just kind of accidentally find out that this kid is not just good, but he could be great. He has his natural ability, this way of seeing the board intuitively like Bobby Fisher did as a child. Mm-hmm. And they're they they like, hey, well, should we, you know, should we pull him out of his school and put him in a special chess school? Should we take him out of school so he can uh, get experience playing tournaments? Should we pay this uh, 
pool uh, or this this uh, chess kind of shark 60 bucks an hour to teach him chess does he know these it's, it's then these parents trying to figure out like what the fuck do you do if you find out that your kid is the point oh 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 one percent in terms of talent you know like what is the yeah. be- what is truly best for the child and a lot of the drama is that because this kid is just a real sweetheart you know he loves his sister loves his mom and dad he's a good teammate he's in he's cool with all the kids at school um he's just he's just a good he's just he's in that little thing where he's like a little boy and he hasn't been bullied or bullied anyone yet Mm -hmm. and everyone is trying to mold him into different shapes um and that's that's where all the drama you also have like very strong personalities you have his father with expectations you have larry fishburne who plays uh you know one of these street hustling fast talking pull your queen out early uh trash talk your opponent uh, mentally dominate them uh speed chess kind of guy you got the ben kingsley former grandmaster former youth phenom who's been beat down by the system <laughs> you got this they est- they establish a cobra kai type of uh chess tutor program with an evil yeah. master and an evil young grandmaster to, uh, as mm-hmm. as the so so daniel son can crane kick him in the tournament they they do all they do all the cliches, but it all fucking it all works. It all works. Not ninety nine percent of it works. I have one complaint, and we'll talk works. about it in a second. But um, I'm very curious to see what it is. Yeah, uh, I I really really enjoy like the vast majority of this movie. It I was very confused by it when I first saw it because it says searching for Bobby Fisher right in the title, and Bobby Fisher is is not in this movie. He's not a character. He's simply talked about in the, the voiceover a few times during the it's movie. Like well, we're when we're cutting the promo of of the, you know, we're telling people like this week at Bald Move. You yeah. had just because you had written that part and you're like, it's about it's a biopic about the young Bobby Fish. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm pretty sure it's not actually about Bobby Fisher. It's been 100%. a few years like, oh, my fucking God, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of they zig zig where you think you're going to zag there. They do. Yeah. All right, before we get any further, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, since like we, we talked about how the kid himself uh, is a cipher. Did I talk about um, did I did I talk about everybody that's in this this film? Kind of. I might yeah. not have. I might not have. It's got uh, Joe Mantegna, uh, La- uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Joan Allen, Max Pomerang, Pomeranek as the 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 young kid and Ben Kingsley. I kind of we, we talk about the kid himself being a cipher and that you kind of understand him through the way he interacts with his peers and the adults in his life. So I thought we could yeah. kind of go character by character and talk about um, this. Like uh, Lawrence Fishburne plays this uh, young chess hustler that lives, I think, in the park. There's a couple scenes where you yeah. see him like sitting at, 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 at in the dead of night at a chess board in the park and pouring down rain. If he had someplace other to go. And it's funny because the, it's he's like the antithesis of the Ben Kingsley character. Like this guy is rough around the edges. Like he comes on real strong when his this mom brings his kid to the park, and he there's this old. I guess this is part of the true story. This this old Russian ga- uh, grandmaster who used to be a big swinging dick back in the day, who beat this other grandmaster back in the fifties, used to set up in the park and like challenge people five bucks a game, mm-hmm. you know. And Josh wanted to play this guy, and he gets beat. But you can tell that the guy actually has to, you know, like midway through the game, like, oh hell, I got to take this seriously. And Lawrence Fishburne's character picks this up right away. He's like, hey lady, your son's something there. 
uh, where you live, what, what's your name? Write your name. And like, he's like, I imagine like if a, a homeless guy comes in a park and's like, what's your kid's name? I want to write it down. What's your street address? I'm going to be seeing you guys later. Right. Like that would really be off putting. But he's the one that kind of bonds with Josh most effectively. And he's yeah. actually very harmless when it comes to Josh, where can contrast being Kinsley, who looks very urbane and, you know, he's got a home and a chess club and all that stuff. He is kind of like very ruthless and abusive with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing yeah, I really and, noticed. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, Vinny, I think is his name in the movie, uh, inspires yeah. a love of chess within Josh, whereas Ben Kingsley does everything he can to st- just stamp that out. Right. <laughs> like not intentionally. Yeah. He, he wants to make Josh great, but he almost stamps yeah. out that fire. Yeah. And the thing I couldn't help but notice about uh, Vinny is if you want to know what it's like to play a board game with Jim's dad back in the day, it's this character in this fucking movie. A hundred percent. Constant one never ending (laughs) defeating pattern. Yeah. That is just pelts you at all times, questioning your (laughs) wisdom, your intellect, your ability to play the game. You're playing the board. You you got to play hope. Yeah. The fact that you could ever hope to defeat this gentleman in any game no matter if it's based on luck or skill, it's futile. It's this, it's like, it's it hilarious. So much. Like this is just like playing the owl back in the day, man. There, there are moments too, at the end of this where like Ben Kingsley is standing there, arms crossed, watching him play John, Josh or watching Josh play John. And, and he's like, Oh, he's letting his time run trying to intimidate mm-hmm. Josh. I'm like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. If you saw this kid play in the park against Larry fish, you would not uh, be saying there's anything this kid could do to intimidate Josh. Right. He's right, run right, the right. fucking gauntlet. He's proved himself worthy. Yeah, there's 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 absolutely no way you can you can ever. But it's it's great. And it didn't. Yeah, it's, it didn't matter. Your dad is like that. Chess, backgammon, castle risk, mm-hmm. axis and allies monopoly. didn't matter. That's yeah. Monopoly. He's, he's oh, yeah. that, that he's maniacal. He's it, maniacal. To the point where I, I can imagine like Josh finds this chess piece, right? That he kind of fixates on in the woods near the park. I just imagine Vinny got beat once. He grabbed the piece and it just chucked it into the woods because Sl- this motherfucker woods, beat yeah. him, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I like at the beginning, like he uh, tries to like uh, he's in full Morpheus mode. He's like standing straight and tall. You like pan down from like Lawrence Fishburne's like very imposing visage down to like his hand and he's holding Josh's ball. Yeah, that Josh went into the bushes looking for. Josh has got his piece, Uh, but he keeps like Josh like, no, you keep the ball. I'm going to keep your piece. And that like sets that sets sets his brain on fire for chess. Yeah, Um, it's a, a metaphor, right? Yeah, yeah, but but throughout the movie, throughout the movie, it's like the parents being skeptical of this homeless man interacting with their child and finding out that he's the bet, like, you know, where the professional chess tutor is going to have a fucking emotional breakdown and refuse to go to the tournament. Vinny is going to be there. Vinny, Vinny will will hitch a ride and and give you emotional support throughout this up. I love that detail. Um, I don't unfortunately there's not other than Vinny is the one that like was always boosting and like like putting deposits into Josh's like emotional self-confidence bank because he's got that like he's also got the super trash talk but he's also got that way that he can kind of puff you up too like oh there's the move oh you got me now oh I'm running what am I going to like you yeah. know he's like, he plays it both ways he knows like when he's trying to demoralize someone he can do that but he can also kind of like 
be your hype man too. Breaking and you I, down to build you up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Larry Fish is just, he's just really good at it. He's really yeah. good at that. Like, you know, neat in the Morpheus role, you know, there's not a lot of information out there about this movie that I could find really like mm-hmm. behind the scenes, you know, and in interviews and stuff like that. So I don't know if he was making this stuff up on the spot because it's so fast and furious. I don't think you can I really can see, script this. And I can see him ad libbing all that, like just like, hey, yeah. uh, Larry Lawrence, just talk a bunch of crazy shit and and right. dominate these guys. And he's like, I got it. I know exactly what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. Um. I don't have much more to say about them. I kind of want to move on to Josh's dad. Uh, so that's the thing is like Josh's dad works to me because he is a good father. He gives a shit. He's involved with his son's life. His son is involved in his life. Um, you know, there's none of this kind of like, oh, he wasn't able to come to your birthday party because this, that and the other. Like He's very much involved in all that kind of stuff. Um but his dad is also real intense. Like you get that idea that like, you know, Josh doesn't want to let his dad down. And like his mom suggests like, Hey, you know, it turns out her son's kind of good at chess. And he's like, no, I never taught him how to play chess. He doesn't know what he's doing. And he beats his son's ass and playing chess. And there's this great scene where the mom explains, well, you didn't beat him. Josh just doesn't want to beat you. Mm -hmm. He's afraid of what you will think. And, there's this next sequence where like his dad's trying real on the next game where Josh isn't going to throw it. Yeah. Um, and so it, man, this movie's so good because like they had this buildup of like his dad gets to set out and it's like, yeah, see if you can play. And he's got the phone book so he can sit up like a big boy. And then when Josh gets serious, it's like, he just grabs the books, throws them down, hunkers down. You just see his nose sticking above the board. That's like, it's on old man. Yeah. And you, you and see then the him. montage is, is, his dad thinking real hard over the board and Josh is up the in the night. bath. Yeah. Way, late into the yeah. night, Josh is up in the yeah, bath, right? Like, and he's like, Josh, your and, turn. Yeah. It's at first, it's like, he's, he's not in the same room. He's playing like, uh, you know, he's playing mousetrap with his sister and he comes yeah. running downstairs and he looks at the board and he moves. But before long, he's just in the bath and he's like, did you move the pawn in front of your King? Okay. <laughs> we'll move the night. And like, so you can already tell he's got this board visualized. They, they, yeah. they do a good job of showing like this guy, being uh, a prodigy and my, um, my favorite part of that is you know he's in the bath he says did you move that that he, he's not even talking in like proper terms right he's like move the horse in front of my king horse. and his dad goes right. horse josh it's called a knight being all like yeah, i'm gonna teach this kid a thing. that like he doesn't know the terms but this guy's got the board in his head dude like, and, that's- and, and then when he does move that piece he's like did you move that piece Okay, can we go now? Can we go out now? The game's over. Yeah. And he's like, well, the game's not over. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. And they also, the, the, this in the same scene, they transition to him going to bed at night and him, Josh, being you know on the ball enough to realize that Vinny probably doesn't have a place to go. And he's got a top yeah. bunk and he would think it'd be really fun if Vinny could come live with him and teach him how to play chess and live in his bunk and establish that this kid has just got a, a, you know, maybe naive. Sure. But as his mom says, you got a good heart and that's the important thing. Yeah. Um, and so several times dad, over the course of the movie, that's demonstrated, right? The the match against Tony Shalhoub, um, who's a very minor cameo in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, where he's got the candy. Uh, first of all, reaching your fingers into some kid's candy bag 
gross yuck i'm not doing that so many germs uh extorts him for two gummy bears right and they sit down and play and bobby beats him and he's he's in the chess club right like he's a good chess player there's no doubt about it Mm -hmm. but he gets his ass kicked by bobby and then bobby as he's or bobby god damn it by josh Mm -hmm. and as josh Mm -hmm. is leaving he turns around and he gives him the rest of his candy because he feels bad about beating the guy so yeah guy's got a long face uh but the movie is so efficient because you, now it's like you're a dad and you found out your son's kind of a chess prodigy. What do you do? You look mm-hmm. up the local chess club. It's a great way to establish Ben Kingsley's character because he comes in in the middle. It's like, well, yes, I do chess uh, speaking. And uh, my rate is oh, $30. Well, that's not. And you can kind of tell like, oh, I'm down on my luck. Then he's also like not interested in teaching children. This is beneath him. But then he sees Josh whipping Tony Shalhoub's ass. And he takes the father aside and says, like, I need you to leave Josh, but come to the chess tournament this weekend. Mm -hmm. And the movie does a great setup of showing kind of like the pitiful state of chess in America, where it's just like you if like if your son is successful, you're dooming him to a lifetime of going from tourney to tourney. Like, this is what this guy does. He's got no friends and he makes about two thousand dollars a year from playing for playing chess. Yeah. Um. Like there's not like like if he's doing this, make sure it's for the love of the game and for that and not for like any kind of like, you know, want to be Daryl Strawberry and a baseball diamond or whatever. And this is where the the title searching for Bobby Fisher comes in. Right. The metaphor of that, because I think Ben Kingsley at some point says like. Something to the effect of like the reason he wants to coach Josh and teach Josh, even though he hasn't done it in a long time, is because he wants to get back what Bobby Fisher took with him when he left, which I think is some, some amount of pride within the chess community uh, that this is a, a thing we can excel at. And this is a thing that can get popular attention because you get the impression that like chess is on the rocks at that point. And everyone is searching for Bobby Fisher, you know, in good ways and bad yeah. ways, right. To both rejuvenize uh, re- rejuvenate rather the chess community, but also the negative way, which is push some poor kid into a life of expectations and a life of potential disappointments. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, the, the, the prestige of, of having a player that sees like that, that, that gets national attention and, yeah. you know, gets people to see the, the, the game the same way that, uh, Players do because they also use a great example of showing like outsiders like there's a scene later in the movie where there's a teacher that is remarking negatively about, you know, Josh, like, hey, you know, uh, Josh seems really obsessed with chess and I'm sure it's fun. You know, everyone likes their checkers and their monopoly. But like, you know, what about this? You know, like he's been going to all these tournaments. He went to Washington C play a tournament. He doesn't even doesn't win good. And his dad, like. First, but they do a great job because like her, his teacher is well-meaning, but she's also like a massive bitch in this scene. She's very passive aggressive and played by Laura um, Linney and she's great. She is a very young Laura Linney and she's like very dismissive and patronizing is the the word I'm trying to. And like Josh's dad, like, you know, comes a little way, way too strong as is his want, but like shuts all that shit down. But like his dad, this is constantly ping ponging between extreme reactions. Like that's the reaction where he's like, you know what? I want to take him out of this school and put him in his private school. that has got like a serious chess program. And like, you know, he's, he's no longer going to just play with his, his, his friends at school. He's going to be playing with like serious chess players and all this stuff. They start introducing the dark side. Like there's this brilliant setup at one of the first tournaments 
where the the chess referee or the administrator is giving the stern like, look, I want clean games. I don't want any abuse or bad language or poor sportsmanship. And the camera spins around and you see that he's you think he's talking down to these kids. Right. It's all the fucking parents. Yeah. And you can see the kids totally being insane right They're They're animals. They're climbing on shit. Like this is happening right, in a gymnasium at a school yeah, and they're uh, climbing up on, on the bleachers and pads and running around. But, yeah. but the parents are like what he's actually concerned about. Cause he's been through this rodeo a few times. Yeah. Um, I, but, but it's like, I, I feel and then like eventually really... like the parents get out of line and he has to lock them in the fucking basement. In like literally lock them they're in a cage in, in the basement. Yeah, it's like the Blues Brothers uh, bar scene where like they're behind the chicken wire. There's <laughs> yeah. like getting pelted to the glass and shit like and they got this one little kid that's running like updates for the game, like uh, for the big game. Like Josh is doing this. Josh is doing that. Yeah. And there's the whole William S. A, the, the passive aggressive like. William H. Macy plays one of the parents. He's got a bit scene, too. And, you know, like Josh's father and him are both like in this kind of like passive aggressive compliment like, oh, your son's got my son where he wants him. And oh, well, I'm sure like it seems like it's a bad move, but I'm sure. But the, you can see how insincere it is, because every time William H. Macy turns around, he like his dad makes eyes at the other father that he's kind of taking yeah. a shine to like, ah, Josh is going to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but it's um, and right there is where because like Ben Kingsley shows up and it took me forever to get a good read on him, because when he first meets Josh, he doesn't even bother playing chess. They play Monopoly. They play checkers. They do all this other stuff like he's like. Doesn't want to spook Josh, right? And there's a one time where Josh has no interest in playing chess. So Ben Kingsley gets his baseball on and they take turns like throwing the ball against the wall of the chess club and fielding and doing all this stuff. But there's this early scene where he's trying to teach Josh to think moves ahead visually. Mm -hmm. And. Josh is having a hard time. He goes, well, let me help you. And he sweeps. He just like violently sweeps the pieces at the t- off the table, throws them to the ground. And like the camera goes to Josh and like Josh is shocked and we're shocked as an audience. But it turns out that technique helps like somehow decluttering the board lets Josh. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I'm not a chess player. I've never been able to think more than two or three steps ahead. Uh, but you're. The, the movie kind of trains is like, well, was that abusive or was that just like, you know, he's a really good chess teacher and he knew that's what 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 he needed in the moment. Well, eventually the movie kind of back and forth goes and he pulls out this. There's other great scene of Ben Kingsley where he's got the grandmaster certificate mm-hmm. like these are like, you know, it's, it's like he's he takes this, this certificate out. and He's like, you know, there's only been this has only been handed out a few times in human history when someone at, attains the rank of grandmaster and. And you, through your skill and demonstrating to me, your teacher, you earn these grandmaster points. And I write them down in this like it's this this thing. It's like this clear. It's like what a great teaching technique. And then there's this point where the Cobra Kai kid is established, which is high comedy. Dude, he's exactly like Josh, except for he's a dick. Yeah. You know, this kid. Yeah. This is the part of the movie where it stops working for me in some ways. But yeah, keep going. We'll talk about it. Well, it's like he's the opposite because like he he goes to the Ben Kingsley's chess club and he says he wants to join. But instead of like being paying attention respectfully or offering people candy, this kid is snickering at the other players play and openly mocking them. 
And, you know, the Cobra Kai chess master is saying like, oh, well, this this kid doesn't play bass. He's clearly talking about Josh. He's talking shit about his pupil that has become kind of notoriety, not- mm-hmm. has notoriety in the chess club. And he's like, this kid just eats, breathes and sleeps chess and he eats eats other children for breakfast. And it's just this ridiculous, like over the top evil grandmaster scene. Um, and that you get. So you, you had this idea of like, what has been King? My headcanon is Ben Kingsley was this guy's former child pupil when he was Ben King, Kingsley's age and that he warped and twisted Ben Kingsley into this. And when he shows back up, Ben Kingsley just kind of loses his mind is like, oh, my God, this is what Josh is going to go against. And he'll, he's going to get he's going to get destroyed mentally. And I got to prepare him for right. that. And everything goes fucko. Yeah. Yeah. There are definite like act uh divisions in this movie you can tell where act two starts and act three starts um does the yeah. structure is is pretty prominent um and, and the way that they like use those turning points to kind of show you you know the influence on josh and also like we're in a new gear in this movie um because there are a couple times where the true nature of the 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 way they're pushing josh is sort of revealed like there's a scene where Josh is worried that he he won't win at the tournament and he tells his dad that right and his dad doesn't say well it's it's fine you know you don't have to win like you just need to try and instead his dad says you won't lose you won't lose mm-hmm. and no, I'm, I'm looking at it. that and I'm going that's a terrible parenting uh tactic right there you're just you're just telling this kid that if he does lose You've just lost. He's not only lost the game, he's lost your respect. Uh, that's God, exactly the opposite of what you want to do. And Ben Kingsley, you know, eventually gets mad at Josh and takes those masterclass certificates oh, you're talking God. about and says, OK, you want your masterclass certificate? You're going to be a baby about this. You're not going to buckle down and study here. Here's a certificate. All right. You want yeah. another? Here's another. And he's pulling them out of his uh-huh. briefcase. There's Xerox. Do you want 20? Do you want 30? Meaningless, mean right? Nothing. He says, yeah, uh, the the way that worm turns on Josh at some point during this movie, like kind of breaking up the act structure of this thing, I think is really good. It's good because like right at the second, the the turn from second to third act, like it's it's like Josh deliberate, like his dad has pulled him out of school, pulled him away from his friends. He's no longer yeah. playing baseball. He's forbidden to play speed chess. There's these looks of like him going past a park and him and him and Vinny are making sad puppy dog eyes at each other. Like they can't, they're not allowed to talk to each other anymore. Yeah. And his, his, he's so he throw, he's Josh as a kid. He's like, well, how do I get myself out of this? Like I get, I'm going to throw a game, mm-hmm. but he's, she's too kid stupid to know that he should at least make it look good. Right. He throws the game. So then his dad's <laughs> on him moves. like, Oh, this seven moves. You're, you're dead. This is bullshit. This is clearly bullshit. And then that uh, scene then, in then, the rain, man, that's so fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Because like they're clearly free and he's not going to go home until Josh has a rational answer for why he lost. And there is no rational yeah. answer for it. And then Ben Kingsley's going to a lesson where he's trying to teach him contempt of like, yeah, you know, and then like, uh, thank God, because I forgot how, cause like I was like feeling really bad for Josh during this, like the grandmaster points like these are meaningless they mean nothing this is just stupid his mom walks in on the tail of this and throws ben kingsley the fuck out and then puts her foot down with the dad it's like and you can see that brings us out of the second act slump into the third act because now josh is going back to his old school he's hanging out with his old friends Mm -hmm. he's playing as a kid he's playing baseball he's got his he's no longer afraid that if i excel in chess my life will become this bobby fisher hellhole 
and it is, it, they um, let him play speed chess again in the park um he, he goes back and he finds that love of the game that was that was motivating him in the first place not the yeah. not the winning not the contempt yeah and then there's like you know Vinny's like you got to learn to play like you can't be afraid of defeat you got to play on the edge of defeat you got there's a there's a, like Vinny's I don't know how much of Vinny's <laughs> stuff makes sense yeah got to play the man not the board what the, the fuck does that mean um yeah but uh and then you can compare that to like there's a scene of Ben Kingsley like I think it finally a spell's broken for his dad where he's like Josh can't play in his tournament he's not ready I was irresponsible for push this you have no idea like what a fall like this could do to him and his dad's like, I think I got a pretty good idea because he's seeing Ben's insanity yeah. and his like his his own lack of self-esteem and his own obvious like obvious signs of abuse and all that stuff shining through. Um, and then like it, the, the third act is pretty much exactly what you think. He goes to the chess tournament. He's invigorated by his newfound love of life in the game and mm-hmm. he uh, beats this. But there's this. There's this moment that I don't know that I've ever seen in a, a sports movie where, um, you know, like he pulls out his queen too early, which is what Vinny always tells him to do. And everyone thinks it's a bad idea, but Vinny, but then he's just luring him into a trap and there's this nice rhythm. There's a really nice rhythm of, of the piece moving and stuff. It's very, you know, this, this, uh, of, of slapping this pieces down hitting the time clock and all that stuff. And then you see Ben Kingsley and Josh realize simultaneously that, that Josh has got to win 12 moves into the future, something crazy like that. Yeah. And Josh gets it. And because he's also a decent kid and he knows what this kid's life is going to be like when he loses. So he offers him a draw so they can share the championship. And this kid, of course. Is not emotionally ready to accept that offer contemptuously smacks it away and Josh beats him, of course. And you can see his chest, the evil chess master takes him and he's screaming at him on the sidelines. And it's, it's, um, but it's, it's, it's great. It's like, I've never seen like a, the kids, like, you know, like uh, Danielson always just kicks the guy, like the guy cheats, sweeps his leg. Miyagi massages his leg and uh-huh. then Daniel's son just kicks his ass. Right. There's none of this like, well, what if we just do it? I thought that was like it blew my mind back in the day. And I still think it's a gr- great grace note for the film to show that Josh yeah. doesn't have the killer yeah. instinct and can still succeed. Yeah, a- absolutely. I-, I love that message. Uh, and it's it's a unique message. One I, I also don't see very much in film. Um, I. I'm confused or I'm, I'm torn by this whole final chess scene because I think it does have a great rhythm. It also has what I think is the only really cheesy bad thing in this movie, which is earlier in the film, Josh, you know, was intimidated when the kid, this new kid, Poe, uh, John Poe came in to play mm-hmm. chess, at the chess club. And then he sees him in the park and he's out playing chess, like in his home turf. Right. And he's kicking the asses of some of these street hustlers. And Bobby or Josh walks up and and this kid says something as he as he beats some guy, he says trick or treat, right? As like a taunt. Mm -hmm. And it's so fucking cheesy. It's so stupid. It's so like, no, sorry, this is a movie. You've got to have some some badass line. And I thought this was a badass line as a kid when I saw this movie when I was, Mm -hmm. I don't know, either early 20s or late teens. Trick or treat. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, trick or treat. And when he busts that out in the tournament against him, like, because he does this thing where he moves his queen out too soon, like you said, but then he sacrifices the queen to take the other kid's queen. Yeah. And then at, at that moment, he 
retorts trick or treat back in this kid's face. Mm-hmm. So fucking cheesy and stupid. I hate it now. I loved it back then. Yeah. Uh, but there, there is a rhythm to this game that I like. And yeah, it does have a satisfying conclusion. I will say I am a cynic and I look at this and I go, hmm. So remember how we said that this is based on a book and this mm-hmm. is also based on a kid's real life. Well, guess who wrote the mm-hmm. fucking book? His dad. Kid's dad. Mm-hmm. How much of this actually happened? And I, I went, I, I saw in the Wikipedia article uh-huh. on this kid in this movie that there was actually a scenario in which he did offer a draw. But what I found mm-hmm. out behind this, the, the background of this is that the game was going to draw anyway, because what was going to happen is exactly what I think happens in the movie is they were going to end up where the opponent only had their king left. And in that circumstance, the game is declared a draw no matter what. And Mm -hmm. so you look at this and go, well, did the kid turn down the draw because he's a dick bag? Um, And did, and did Josh offer the draw because he's a good kid? Or did they mm. both just see that this was going to be a draw and the kid's like, nah, play it out because I might beat you anyway. It is. That's the thing is like the chess is a little ridiculous because when Ben Kings is it's, it's there, it's 12 moves ahead. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's impressive. It's just a it's just a pawn advancing like <laughs> right. like it's just two pawns Seven moving to the back moves, rank yeah. and one gets it. One gets it. Slide. I'm like, well, OK, this isn't nearly as impressive. And yeah and they apparently changed know. it from the real game that happened yeah, um, because they too. wanted it to be more based around queens yeah uh, because josh it, takes his queen early and all yeah, that yeah. yeah 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 so and also it, i i read that the, the kid that's the the actual arch villain kind of was like well this sucks because i wasn't a bit dick i wasn't right. like anything like this kid like like why did you yeah. and i thought like honestly i think the cobra kai thing was bullshit i think what they should have had is just ben kingsley's old teacher who is brutalizing the kid and having that kid he doesn't have to be like this sneering villain. You can kind of like and, and, you know, you feel sorry for him, like the way Josh would feel sorry for him. But I don't know. It, it was a little it was it was it was a little much having this this just if this yeah. kid was old enough for a mustache, he'd be twirling it constantly. And his teacher would, too. It'd be, it's crazy. D- does chess allow adults to play with kids? Because I know this is a scholastic tournament, which le- let me just say mm. right now. These pieces, so many boogers on these pieces. It's just a, it's just a gymnasium full of children <laughs> picking their noses so and moving what pieces. Is, one of these girls flips her eyelids out in the uh-huh. film, like, and it just like completely, like I'm like just, I, ah, I tweeted about it, like how how repulsed it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think so because like Bobby Fischer, like there was real life footage of him playing like as like a ten year old against like twelve grown grown men. So, then they, they probably, I think it would have been cool to have the the teacher of of Ben Kingsley's character, Bruce, um, to have him playing in a tournament and Josh just come beat him. That would have been pretty oh, sweet, yeah. too. Yeah. Or like the Miyagi, like, yeah, like uh, there's like, one of the favorite scenes in Karate Kid is like when Miyagi swears off against the Cobra Kai dude. And you're like, he's not going to. But Miyagi could totally kick this guy's ass if he had, you know, like yeah. it. Yeah, there's there there needed to be because like I feel very sorry for Ben Kingsley's character at the end of all this. I don't know. Maybe he resolved some of his shit by seeing Josh resolve his. But like this guy's a broken man with like, yeah, yeah. The thing I like about this ending, the way it plays out with the Cobra Kai shit and everything. Is that it does. Allow Bruce a win 
by not forcing this kid to play by the rules he was given by this mm. dude, right? Like, if if like his life was destroyed and his love of the game was destroyed by the teachings of this dude, he's not doing that to Josh, and therefore he's making Josh a better person and even a better chess player than his new protege, which is toiling away under the the structure of all his chess teaching, right? Yeah. Yeah. That works for me there. But on the other hand, like, yeah, cause, but, but on the other hand, if Ben had got his way, he would have ruined them. Yeah. Like, it's only for the, the love of, of, of uh, Josh's mother that he got spared that fate. True. But I think um, he's learned a lesson alongside Josh, right? True. They, they both yeah. in and his parents have learned. Well, his dad has learned. His mom's always been good. Uh, everybody's learned something by the end of this movie, which I like. I love that. There's also this great thing where they got the shot of like the Josh and John are playing alone in this big championship. And after John gets beat, he walks down the hallway and there's this crush a flood of people. <laughs> it's like it's like a kid standing on the edge of the beach when a tsunami hits and the camera doesn't linger on it. But this kid is just walking down the aisle <laughs> oh, and no. he gets destroyed by a crowd 12 <laughs> wide and 150 deep. Just just trampling on this kid. He's just it's, it's terrible. It's terrible um, for like I don't know. I was like I, everything was like very sterile. I wish the parents uh, weren't such dick bags because like all the, the chests the, they felt very sterile because it's just the kids in the room this big giant cavernous room moving stuff but yeah I guess are you supposed to understand that parents misbehave at every single tournament I think yeah and so I they're always removed yeah yeah like it's like there's always going to be one parent to, and then everybody else gets punished and I'm yeah. like yeah I don't know like keep the kid wow. yeah definitely keep a caged area with the TV but maybe just throw one or two parents in there and then word gets around. But I guess that's I mean, I've seen that's a real life um, issue with kids sports. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen it with my nephew going through it. Like it does. Parents do get a little like this dad. It's so easy to see that how he could just get com- completely obsessed. And there's also yeah. like the first time Josh won the, the chess trophy and his dad beheld it. And it's almost like Gollum getting the one ring. Like you get the yeah. idea that like maybe his dad was a much better sports reporter than he was ever a sportsman and there's this reflected glory and you can see like that is it is like I my kid played sports a little bit and when they do well it's like parental heroin man um I can't even imagine what it'd feel like to have your child having a chance to be the best of the best of the best at something yeah um and how like it, it must be very hard to navigate that line of like well you wanted them to encourage their natural talent and ability because you know all the reasons why you want to do that and kids are famously lazy and want to get out of shit um, and they're not long term thinkers. But where's the line between motivating them, pushing them yeah. and abuse? And I think this this movie is a great case study and like where all those boundaries are. Um, there yeah. is. It, we mentioned how this movie is not necessarily about the chess per se. And there's a glaring chess flaw. And in the final match, like. Oh, at yeah. the height of the, the big moment here, right? They're they're starting up this match, and uh, Josh hits his clock, starts the kids' time, the 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 evil Cobra Kai kids' time, and the kid lets the time run, just sit, sits there staring at Josh, right? And they cut Me to Ben Kingsley, him. and he's and Larry Fish is like, "What is he doing?" And Ben Kingsley's like, "He's letting the time run to mm. intimidate Josh," which is laughable, but. If, if then they do a cut 
like a B-roll shot or something to a chess clock, that chess clock on the table. And it is conspicuously wrong. The, the, if you, if you know anything about chess timers, when an opponent's time is running, their button is up. Mm. And when they, when they slap their button down, it pushes their opponent's button up and starts running their time. It's exactly the opposite of the way it should be. If this kid's time is running, his button is down. Weird. Which weird. And and Josh is playing black. So, you know, he's got the second move. And so like, it's just completely wrong. And it's such an easy shot to get. I don't know why they fucked that up. If they maybe like flip the shot or something. Like I said that I, they were very vague on all of the chess in this movie. And like I said, the, 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 the final game, the brilliant 12 move victory was just a simple pawn advance against a one. And like, it's like, I could have seen like, oh, he's going to get to the back row one move ahead and it's all going to be over, kid. Like, yeah, I mean, this was not like we talked about it with uh, on on the clock with the Queen's Gambit. This wasn't like, you know, you didn't have a grandmaster doing the chess behind this stuff. I think it was. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not like, in fact, you didn't get an That's the thing is like you you don't have to know a damn thing about chess um, to appreciate this movie because it's not about the brilliance of the play or studying the opening moves or all that. It's just literally about the psychology of prodigies and parents and teachers. And, you know, how do you get people to excel? Like, what are the very, yeah. How do you, how do you uh, encourage something like that without them getting lost in it? Um, and yeah. into some kind of maniacal single focus. And it and does it really, really succeed in that. that. Yeah. Really I, I, is, I like yep. this movie a lot. Uh, so that's it. I think we got the, I think I got the chess worked out of my system. I got the Queen's Queen's Gambit. I got my ass kicked by a couple of really shitty chess programs. And then I saw searching (laughs) for Bobby Fisher. I think, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Well, that'll do it for searching for Bobby Fisher. Next week, we'll be back with another prestige film road to perdition. Have you seen Tom Hanks play a heavy? Have you seen him play a violent thug? Well, Mm -hmm. you're about to, it's a great film. It's another Pretty cool uh, case uh, character study of a father son relationship. Didn't plan it out to be, but it is uh, prohibition era. Tom Hanks being a gangland enforcer. It's a great movie. Uh, check it out. We'll be talking about it next week. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you, everybody.